Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for another year. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for a day like today, many, many years ago, that you allowed me to come into this world. I thank you for every person that is watching, Lord, that you allowed them to be in this world, in this season, for such a time as this, that none of us is random. And I thank you, Lord, as we pursue learning about living a life of significance, and I share my lessons that I think are critical for me, that, Lord, there will be something ignited on the inside of the people watching, whether it's today or whenever they watch, that, Lord, they will see more. They will see what you see, and they'll embrace it with all their hearts and walk into it because that's your glory. When we live out the purposes and we live big lives, you are glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Woohoo, Ruby, thank you for the birthday wishes thank you all guys for the birthday wishes i really really appreciate now today we continue our teaching i said last week oh matthias chiraire i thank you so much several man of god very nice to see you thank you for being here i'm very honored that you would come for today's broadcast thank you thank you so much for being here we honor you um last week we started on our teaching on living a life of significance and i shared with you guys that while i've not yet arrived i really feel like i'm in a good place in my life i'm in a place where i know not that i know 100 percent where i want to go but there's a sense of purpose a sense of significance a sense of i don't feel the things i used to feel before where i compared myself against people where i thought so little of myself where i i don't feel those things anymore and i've started to think about my life and say how did i get here because who i was about 10 years ago and who i am right now are two very different people the way i think about life the way i feel about life that i feel honored to be alive i used to just exist i mean i lived and I was thankful, but not really. But I feel honored to be alive. I have a sense of, you know, Psalm 90 verse 12, David says that teach us to number our days that we may have a heart of wisdom. And we'll talk about that a little bit today. But that to, I, I feel blessed to be alive. I feel blessed to be able to speak to you guys. I, there's a sense of the more you start to, to appreciate who you are and where you are, it's like you actually appreciate the people around you and the life that you're living even more. Life tastes sweeter, you know, when you stop and savor it. So I want to pass on to you, and I'm not saying this is the ABCs of living a life of significance, but I'm telling you this is my journey and how I feel God has led me now that I stop and think through the years to where I am now and where I'm continuing to go because there's so much ahead, but I'm excited about life. And I want to pass that gift on to you, that you'll be excited about your life, that you'll have a sense of contentment, yet you'll have a sense of wanting to dream more. You know, that two things at the same time, that you're, you're thankful and you feel grounded, but you see so much ahead and you're challenged to go, as opposed to being in a place where you're just dissatisfied, dissatisfied. I don't know when I last felt dissatisfied. And I want you to know that I used to feel dissatisfied all the time with my life. And the frustration of feeling dissatisfied but not knowing how to bridge the gap. So I want to pass that on to you. Last week, if you didn't listen to the teaching, you can go ahead and find it right here on the page or even on my YouTube channel. It's not yet perfect, but I've now allowed to share it. The YouTube channel is Beatrice, B3, BMNZ. The lessons are there. And last week, we talked about refusing to live in the past. We talked about taking full responsibility for your life. And one of the big things we talked about is get out of the past. That if you live in the past, you're living in a world that you cannot control, that you cannot go back and do anything about. It happened and it's gone. And that our life and hope is in the future. 
But now, how do you get into the future? Because that some of you who are watching me and you're saying, but B3, I don't even know what I want in life. I don't even know what the future looks like. The thing is that God knows what he has for you and that if you actually do to, start the journey that we're going to talk about today, you can start to see the future that God has for you. Today, I want to talk about the other thing of now, how do we move into the future? First thing that I want to talk about today is what do you see? Seeing value in yourself. What do you see? When you see yourself, what do you see? Who do you see? Who do you say you are? What do you see? You know, it doesn't matter what other people say. Because for the longest time, people said things about me, good and bad. But you know what? The, the, the problem is that I, I accepted the bad. I struggled with the good. What do you see? Why, am, why do I want to talk about what you see today? I want to talk about what you see because here is the thing that I believe. Whatever you see, you will become. And I'm telling you from my experience that whatever you see, you actually become. It's an inside job that when you want to change on the outside, you begin with the inside. That change is first an inside job before it's an outside job. This is what I used to do and this is what some of you are still doing. When I desired to be patient, I started to work on patience and I acted patient and I worked on patience. But you see, the thing is when you'd work on the outside, it's a matter of time. If you came and painted a mud house, mud, M-U-D, and you painted it beautifully with gold, you know, colors and whatever. When the storms come, they'll expose that it's mud on the inside. Do you understand? You need to deal with the inside first. That you need to make sure there's concrete and cement put together before you can start beautifying the outside. And many of us struggle because we try to project on the outside what is not on the inside. We pretend to be what we are not. And some of the things I'm going to tell you today, you will, they will sound like I'm telling you to pretend, but I want you to know that you don't pretend. You don't pretend. You don't change into someone by pretending to be that person. It won't work. You must change the image on the inside first. Romans 12, 2 says that, Do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And that's what I want to talk about, transformation. Because I am a living testimony that transformation is possible. <laughs> you know, even when you know that you've changed, I know that I've changed. That the person I was... Is totally different and that's the point of salvation that we change into the image of Jesus we become more and more like him with every passing day by the help of the Holy Spirit by the grace of God okay so he says be transformed by the you see how he tells you how you'll be transformed many of you here there's there's a person you want to become but you think that you want to become that person by feeling bad about who you are by guilt and condemnation it won't work you are changed by the renewing of your mind what is to renew your mind it is to see anew it is to see anew is to see something new see something different that you are transformed into the image that you see it is to renew what someone write for me some of the definitions of the word renew i'd like to read them right here as we continue to renew renew the meaning of the word renew. What are some of the, of the synonyms of the word renew? Mm -hmm. Renew, renew. That, that it says that you are transformed. To transform is to change form. To become something else. 
when a butterfly ch changes from being a caterpillar, if you found a, a caterpillar and a butterfly, you wouldn't say these are cousins, they look alike. That there is nothing, that the, the butterfly looks nothing like the caterpillar. That for us to be transformed into the image of who God says we are, that image is completely different. That he gets an impatient person and makes them so patient that it's ridiculous for you to even believe. Jackie says to make new again. To make new again, to rejuvenate, to resume after an interruption. I like that one. To, re to resume activity after an interruption. Because some of you, your significance was interrupted. And you've become stuck at that thing that did not go right. But to renew your mind is to rejuvenate, is to give fresh life, is to strengthen, to give strength to. That how do you, to be reborn, yes, Sima, to make different. Can you imagine? To revive, to regenerate, to restore. Those are powerful words. That you are changed, completely transformed. From a person who had rejection to a favored person. That is my life. To a person who could never speak up and I had no opinion. To now having so much opinion. Nothing like the old. Exactly. That you change form. How do you change form? By the renewing of your mind. Why does it talk about the mind? In Proverbs, I think... I think it's 23.7. talks about that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes, awesome. That it is to rethink, to think again, to think afresh, to change your mind about something, to give fresh life to yourself, to give fresh strength to yourself. That it is to renew your mind. The process of seeing value in yourself is the process of renewing your mind. And you renew your mind to who God says you are. And you know what? That sounds so easy. It's so powerful. And it is completely life changing that as long as you will never outperform your core thoughts about yourself you will not to change form you can only be changed into the image in your heart you can only change form to the image that you see on the inside of you if you've never seen yourself as wealthy even if money hits your bank account it's going to reduce to the level that you see yourself at if you're um if, if, if you've never seen yourself as beautiful, it does not matter how many people say or whatever. In fact, you always, you're, you're, you, you look good, but there's something off about you. If you've always seen yourself as impatient, you can act patient for exactly one week. You're going to go back to the real image you see on the inside. Because if you go around saying, I'm an impatient person, it doesn't matter that Jesus paid fully for you to actually experience patience. You will not. To change form, you can only be changed into the image that you see on the inside. What do you see? You renew your mind to see the person you want to be. It begins on the inside. You change your mind and see the person you want to become. You start to see yourself that way. It's a real thing. But that thing doesn't just, just sit there and start seeing yourself. I'm patient. I'm patient. You're not convincing yourself about something that does not exist. That person actually exists. That person exists, but they are on the inside of you. On the inside of you is the life of God. Because he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. As he is, so are we in this world. You see, Jesus, and he paid fully that you might be co-heirs with him. That you may sit together with him in the heavenly places. That you may reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. 
He paid fully and therefore passed on to you. It's not a changed life. It's an exchanged life. That we took the life of Jesus that he may take on our life. He became poor that we may be rich. On the inside of you is a rich person. On the inside of you is a beloved child of God, son and daughter. On the inside of you is a highly favored person. On the inside of you is a person full of mercy and grace. But you see that person will only be unlocked by the mind. The mind is the switch between the spirit and the body. What you experience and who God says you are, the in-between, that middle, the middle, middle, middle is the mind. The mind allows you to either experience God or continue to experience the life of the flesh. The mind is so powerful. What do you see? Do you, do you think about Think about um, people like Abraham. God comes to Abraham and calls him, he was Abraham, exalted father, and God calls him father of nations before he ever saw a child. For 20-something years, Abraham was called father of nations. He needed to see himself as a father of nations before he could become a father of one. When God comes to Gideon, he shows up to Gideon and says to him, mighty man of valor. Gideon, mighty man of valor was hiding in a wine press hiding the place of fruitfulness had become a place of hiding for him and gideon presents what he says he says i'm the least of the list of the list that's what he saw but god told him no arise mighty man of valor god comes and says to you this is who you are before you can see it with your eyes this is who you are because you see if gideon could not see himself as a mighty man if he went to battle he was going to be defeated is that god wants you to renew your mind to the image on the inside before you can experience it on the outside who do you see yourself as who do you see yourself as he comes to mary the angel comes to mary and says to mary highly favored one rejoice highly favored one she's a teenage girl minding her business and she's being called highly favored before anything happens is that god addresses you by your true nature before the results show up he calls you perfected before the results show up. But you see, if you're in disagreement with God, there's going to be conflict. Because God says, highly favored, and you say, I'm rejected. So there's a system error, system error, system error. Friends, who do you see yourself as? You will never outperform your most dominant thoughts about yourself. You will never outperform your most dominant thoughts about yourself. It doesn't matter how many people see it. If you cannot see it, it will never come to pass. And if it comes to pass from my experience, it lasts a short time. The results which lasts are the ones which where you see yourself as. But if you see yourself as impatient, those results will last. If you see yourself as, as, as patient, those results actually last. But even when you have a glitch in the system, you say, that's not who I am. I'm going to restore to factory settings. Who do you see yourself as? It is so powerful how you see yourself. It is so powerful how you see. How do you know that you see yourself a certain way? Is that the way you talk about yourself? The way you think about yourself comes out through your mouth and the words you say about yourself. The, the opportunities you pass down are the ones that you accept. Yes, Evelyn, God addresses me in my true nature before the results show up. Absolutely. Who do you see? When you look in the mirror, who do you see? Do you see a man who's a failure? Do you see someone who has bad luck following them? Not bad luck, bad luck. Do you see yourself as someone who constantly has nothing working for them? Or do you see yourself as a child of God, beloved, highly favored, significant, on a journey of significance? Yes, you might make mistakes along the way, but that doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change who you are. Wearing trousers does not make me a man. 
as much as making a mistake does not change who you are who you are is who you are but you see you will always behave consistently according to the image you have of yourself consistently the image you have on yourself so you must change the image on the inside you must see value in yourself if you don't see value in yourself you have bad relationships you have bad money habits you have bad conversations about people you belittle others you cannot outperform your core self image even at your workplace if you see yourself as someone who they are helping to employ you're not going to move through the ranks but if you see yourself as someone who is here to make a difference a child of the living god a son of god in the business world i'm here to make changes you're dreaming bigger dreams you see how you see yourself determines even the dreams you'll dream you can't dream dreams bigger than your self image you can't have you ever wondered about people who there are people who have changed their form has changed to the negative because of how they see themselves you find someone who was successful before they had us you you know some of these young men and young women then they married someone who reduced them to nothing you meet them now they dress bad they look bad they think so little of themselves because the image on the inside changed they started to believe that they are nothing because someone significant in their life came in and broke them down the opposite is true you've met people who when you met them in school they had nothing going for them they were the smelliest person in the school now they think so highly of themselves when you meet them you are around them there's an aura you cannot outperform your self-image you are transformed into the core image you have on the inside of yourself but i've started sort of talking about and i want you guys to start writing to me what are some of the things that you believe change the image on the inside of you what are some of those things? Because you change form to catch up with what you believe about yourself. If you hang around people who belittle you, you actually reduce to that image that they say you have met people. Who my God before? They were intelligent. They, they had big dreams. And then you meet them later and they don't think anything of themselves. They are, they are a fraction of the person they were before. And when you dig deeper, they met a person who made them believe they were nothing. They, they, who made them believe they were nothing. You can't outperform your self-image. Who you believe you are, you rise to that person. You bridge the gap. If, if who you think you are is down here and people are elevating you, you always bridge the gap. You always bridge the gap and go lower. Also, if you walk into a space and people think very little of you, you bridge the gap to who you believe you are. You're allowed to be treated a certain way. I told you about how I would even fear to ask a taxi conductor, matatus, people who drive us around. I would fear to ask him to stop at a certain stop. If someone stopped, maybe, you know, 800 meters before my stop i would feel like how can i ask this man to stop again who am i i would get out and walk having paid the fare because i thought so little of myself i thought that it was not okay to refuse to give my number to a man i remember giving my number to some random man on the street who looked like he even had he was here was a bit cuckoos and i gave him my true number ladies yes i did and he started calling me and i started avoiding my phone i mean what was that it is you cannot outperform your true self image who you believe you are you will perform to the level of who you believe you are what are, what image are you changing into do you like it yes the company we keep has helps you or throws you out yeah yeah you're starting to write to me some of the things that help us to change because that's where i'm going who do you say you are who do you say you are when even god shows up think of zachariah is that what his name was the father of john the baptist god comes and appears to this man and tells him you're going to have a son and he starts to doubt because he couldn't see himself as a father. He was old. His wife was barren. That's a report that they had said. Oh my goodness. God shut him up because God knew the power of his words. Let's go there now. How do you change the image on the inside? How do you start 
you know, seeing yourself differently. How do you, how do you do it? Okay. Linda says, I walked away from a friend who made me think I wasn't meant for certain things. Yeah, you have to change your company sometimes. So let's go there. My time is almost up. I promised you today that I'm going to be a good girl and keep time. It will probably be the first time ever. But the first thing is, believe, I don't even know how to say it. Get in the word of God. Okay? Get in the word of God. Here is the thing. First of all, shut down the voices by feeding the voice of God. Because guys, there are voices in our heads. Lona, you've gone where I'm going. There are voices in our heads. There's a dominant voice, a voice that criticizes you, that tells you you're nothing. You're a hypocrite. One day people are going to find out who you truly are. You cannot amount to anything. Da, 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 da. That voice in your head, I have it. Sometimes it comes, but it has become, it's not as loud as it used to be. It used to be a very loud voice. I used to just feel like one day people are going to find out that I'm even a fraud. I felt like I'm a fraud. Like people are going to find out. The first thing that happens is that receive God's words over you. That's what happened for me. And me, let me tell you the truth. I tell people that for me, without the word of God, I'm nothing. And when he says that, I commend you to God in Acts 20, 32, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That word of his grace is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. He also talks about it in John and says that you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. The truth you do not know cannot set you free, child of God. The truth you don't know, it exists, but it won't set you free. Like if you did not know that you had money in the bank, you can live as a broke person with money in the bank. If you did not know that you have patience on the inside of you, you can live as an impatient person. If you do not know that you are valuable, you will live as a person who has no value. The truth you know is the one that will make you free. Give yourself to the word of God. Be diligent concerning the word of God. Don't let it depart from your mouth, from your mind, from your... Don't let a day pass. I'm begging you. Don't let a day pass without being in the word of God. Think of letting a day pass without eating. You start getting headaches. That's how your spirit man is. He says that the flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives life in John 6, 63. That the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. They are life. Don't go around trying to figure out what the devil thinks of you. The devil is powerless. He has no power apart from the one that you give to him. Find out God's opinion of you and stick with it. Get into the word of God and find out who does God say that I am. There are so many voices in your head that are going to tell you here, you can never amount to anything. Shut up. You even don't have a power. Guys, don't let a day pass. And I'm not saying that there will never be a day when you don't, when you get in the word and things are not, you know, and I've had months sometimes where I have a dry spell. I'm going to be honest with you. But during that dry spell, do you know what I do? I listen to the word of God. At least every day, listen to a teaching. There are so many teachings by good teachers right now in Uganda and beyond. Don't let a day pass. Don't let a day pass without you being in the word of God. Shut down the voices of the enemy by feeding the voice of God. Listen to me. The voice you feed will dominate you. I'll say that again. The voice you feed will dominate you. And remember, you change form to catch up with the image on the inside of you. If you believe the opinions of men, you will transform into their opinions. If you believe the opinion of God, you will transform into his opinion. What do you believe? What has God said about you? You will rise to the opinion you espouse. You will rise to the opinion you espouse. And I mean that, think about there are people when you're around them, when you're around them, you act a certain way. Because those people are a certain type of person. If you're around B3, you even quote scripture, you act however. Then when you're around certain people who are always gossiping, you also rise to them. You rise to the voice you espouse. What voice have you espoused in your life? What voice have you lifted above the other voices? So what happens is every time the enemy starts telling you how you're this and the other, you espouse the voice of God. 
That's the first thing. Get in the word of God, child of God. The voice you feed will dominate you. Get dominated by the word of God. Why? It is life to those who find it. It is health to all their flesh. Secondly, speak life over yourself. I'm not just saying read the Bible. Read it for what purpose? So that you can live it out. So that you can speak it out. So that you can act on it. Get in the word of God. I've been begging all of you. Don't let a day pass without speaking Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 over yourself. Why? Jesus became the curse that the blessing of Abraham may come upon us. And that right there is the Abrahamic blessing. Some of you have been practicing it and you've been sending me testimonies of how your life is changing. Promotions at work. Why? You've changed the image on the inside. You see yourself as a blessed person. So of course you expect good. But if you don't see yourself as blessed, you cannot expect good. So first of all, hear the voice of God through his words. And remember, my sheep hear my voice. I'm going to do a teaching one of these days on this thing of hearing the voice of God. Because some of you think you don't hear God's voice. Of course you do. Secondly, speak life over yourself because life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat its fruit. Speak life. Your words are like the pathway of your life. They direct it. You speak, you walk into that thing. You speak, you walk into that thing. Speak life and don't speak today and then change tomorrow. And if you make a mistake, undo and speak afresh. Why? Your words have power. Life and death are in the hand of the tongue. Your tongue is like a hand. It's creating your destiny. Speak life. It's not cute to go around speaking death about yourself, child of God. Speak what God says about you. He says he's the high priest of your confession. Confession is agreement with God. That's what that's the original meaning of the word confession. Is to agree with God. To confess is to agree with God. What are you confessing? Are you in agreement or disagreement with God? Third, friends. Deuteronomy 28, Eve. Oh, Eve Bagade, very nice to see you. Marley's mommy. I hear so much about you. I'm told we are alike. So here is the thing. Is Deuteronomy 28 from verse 2 to 14. Speak it every single day. And speak it, personalize it. That's saying, all these blessings shall come upon me and overtake me. Memorize it because I obey the voice of the Lord my God. And to obey is to speak life. To obey is to get in agreement with God. Get in agreement with God. It's not cute to go around speaking death over yourself. It's not cute. There's nothing cute about it. It's the devil trying to get you stuck in a rut. Get unstuck. Confession is agreement with God. Thirdly, your friends. Oh my goodness, I could spend a whole day talking about this one. He who walks with the wise grows wise. It's a process. A companion of fools also suffers harm. It's a process. If is your cousin Mali, I thought it was your mom. Here is the thing. He who walks with the wise, to walk with someone is to be close to them. There's research that has been done, but really it's the word of God. Okay? It's the word of God. Evil company corrupts good morals. If you look at right now your friends currently, you have the same habits as your friends. Some of you say, no, me, I'm stronger than. Hey, you can have acquaintances. But let me tell you something. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Some of you are suffering harm in your life right now because of friends. And you're there. We've been friends since kindergarten. Okay, stick with them. Just know wherever their life is headed, so is yours. This one is, is the truth. It's powerful. I've seen it in my life. I'm around people right now who are constantly pursuing growth, who are constantly challenging one another, who are so honest, who are what? And you know what? You will again arise to your friendships. He who walks with the wise, it's a process. It's slow. You wake up one day and you talk like someone. You wake up one day and you start laughing like someone. You wake up one day and you start, hey, stop walking with people closely. Find some. Some of you need new friends in your life. Because wherever you want to go, someone has gone there. 
And if you want to get there faster, get around them. Tie yourself on people. Be humble enough to get into relationship with people who are bigger than you. And let me tell you, getting around people who are bigger than you, whoa, it's not, it's, it's scary. It was scary for me. Because you know what, when you're around them, suddenly you're not the, the big fish in the pond. You're not. You hang around these people and they say things, they're quoting scripture, they're talking about amounts of money, they're talking about values, and you actually start to feel a bit embarrassed. You walk away and you want to be better. The people who, when I'm around them, I go and pray in the spirit after that. I pray in tongues because they're so big on the inside. Those are the people I want to be around. Who are, who are your friends? Companion of fools suffers harm. You want to get to know who you are. You want to, to change the image on your inside. The people you hang around determine who you believe you are. If all your friends are fake, of course you're going to start thinking that's what life offers. Thirdly, commit to growth and excellence. Com never get satisfied. Don't get to a point where you're satisfied with a, a mediocre life. Commit to growth and excellence. Never arrive. Let me tell you one of the worst things that will ever happen to you. Is when you think you know it all. People are speaking and you're like, I know that. I know that. You're dying. Never arrive concerning growth. Concerning growth, never arrive. Because how do you change the image on the inside? Keep growing. The more you grow, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you want to grow. And guess what? The more you grow, the more you change. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus grew in favor and stature before men and before God. Jesus grew in favor with God. What about you? You can grow in favor with God. There are more levels, friends. The moment you arrive, you've started your descent. The moment you arrive in life, your descent has begun. Change the image on the inside by growing. Change the image on the inside by growing. And you know what? Pursue excellence. Don't just grow. Pursue excellence. One of the things I've started doing lately, which you can also start doing, is I, I peg myself, not compare, but I peg myself against the best in the world. Like if I want to be a, an incredible teacher of the world, award, I find people who are at another level. When they preach, chains are broken, and I start listening to them. And I find out what do they do that I can start doing. If you're running a business, measure yourself against the best in the world, not the one the best in your village. The best in the world. The best in the world. Pursue excellence. Don't allow yourself to arrive. And lastly, live with the end in mind. Live with the end in mind. Here is the thing. I, I quoted Psalm 90 first over the beginning of this broadcast. And it says that, hey, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay? Here is the thing. If you think you're never going to die, you're not going to start living. If you, if you think you're never going to die, but when you know, I'm not saying you won't die anytime soon, no. When you know that death is, is around the corner, in terms of you, in a hundred years, I'm going to be gone. You start to wonder, what do I want to be remembered for? When I die, what do I want people to remember me for? Then you start to pursue those things, to live in with that in mind, that I want to be remembered as a person who gave back to society. You start giving back to society now. You start to, you live with the end in mind. But if you live your life just for today, you, you, in some of you are 23 years old and you think I'm going to be 23 forever. Friend, life is catching up with you. And the earlier you learn, the earlier you learn. And the earlier you grow. So live with the end in mind. What do you want to be remembered for? That changes the image on the inside because you start to live as if you're that person already. Your choices, your conversations, the things you're pursuing. The other thing is, friends, for example, if you're very good at something, pursuing excellence means read around that thing. Like if your job description right now is an accountant, read on accounts, get, become the best accountant this country has ever seen. Don't just be the best accountant in your company. No. Add so much value. Over deliver. Let them be paying you when they're feeling guilty. You're not taking a salary when you also know I gave you more than you can pay me. 
that's how you should be living child of god you know that when you win you feel better about yourself changing the image on the inside friends live with the end in mind what have i said you can never outperform your dominant thoughts about yourself change the image on the inside how do you do that get in the word of god get in agreement with god speak life over your life speak life agree with god get in the word so that you know what to agree with god about watch your friends and your core company get some new friends in your life the ones who are on the journey that you want to get on commit to growth and excellence read great books keep growing in your area of strength commit to excellence compare yourself to the best in the world and understand that you can be better than that because you go from glory to glory and live with the end in mind think of your life at the end and say how do i want to be remembered what do i want my life to look like my relationships then start living towards that end as opposed to just existing and hoping that one day as i eat spaghetti and chips and sausages i'm going to wake up one day and oh my god i'm going to have a life of significance no paul says run he, he compares our race to people who are athletes athletes are very disciplined people so that you live that way as a disciplined person, not as one who's beating the air, but as one who has an end in mind, who wants to be remembered a certain way. Friends, a, an incredible life is on the inside of you. It's not even ahead of you. It's on the inside. It's on the inside waiting for you to dig it out. And there's even more than what I've shared. I'm, I'm sure that there are better, more things you can do. But the little things I've shared, if you can pick one thing today and say, I'm going to start doing this, commit to it. And then allow time, seed time and harvest. Don't be impatient with the process of growth. A life of significance is an, an, a life of endless pursuit. You never arrive. Every time you reach the goal you thought was big, you see more. Every time you reach that goal you thought was big, you see more. Here is my birthday gift to you. Live a life of significance. Here is your gift to Jesus. Live a life of significance. He died that you may have a life, a life like his, life in its fullness, a life that is always better every day. Please, friends see on the inside who you want to be and then start pursuing it with all your heart and let me tell you the whole of heaven is on your side you have value if you see value in yourself you will run towards that value if you see no value you will reduce towards that lack of value see value on the inside of yourself and start pursuing it pursuing it yes the future is now the future is right now the future is waiting and you're going to see amazing results in even a few weeks as you start to pursue on the inside the big life that god has for you because his life on the inside of you it's a life in all its fullness all its fullness it's possible it's available jesus paid for it that you may have it if you're watching me right now and you've never met jesus christ the lord of your life come on today is a good day to say yes to jesus Maybe life has thrown you so many blows. Maybe you've made so many mistakes. God is not your judge. He's, he loves you. He loves you. He's given you life in all its fullness. If you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, leave me a comment right here on this page or even inbox me. I'd like to help you start that journey and help you walk that journey. Because let me tell you, a life of significance begins by receiving significance himself. And that's Jesus Christ. He makes everything easy. God bless you guys. It was nice hanging out with you. I'm now going to go and cut some cake and enjoy the rest of my evening. God bless you. The whole of heaven is waiting. Embrace the life of significance on the inside of you. Love you. Please share this with friends and family. Go to the YouTube uh, channel. Like it. Share the teachings. We would like to help everyone discover the life on the inside of them and live it to its fullness. Bye.